The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome back to this Thursday episode of the Fearless Launching Show. Earlier this week, we talked about repurposing your content in our Monday slash Tuesday refocus session um, in order to create new content for your business. So I hope you listen to that. And if you didn't, head back over there and listen to it. It's a really quick one. My quickest ever. I'm very proud of that fact that I shut the heck up. Anyways, I hope you listen to that and found some unique ways to stop starting with the blank page or blank screen, rather. So today, we're going to talk about different ways to repurpose specifically your online courses and digital products. I mean, things that you sell so you can make new courses and new digital products or physical ones to also sell. So repurposing old online courses can be such a great way to maximize the value of the content you've already created. I mean, you've created it already, right? Sometimes it just needs to be repackaged up and sold in a different way or sold in a different group. So let's let's um, go through some of the ideas for repurposing your old online courses that I've got here. I think I've got like 15. <laughs> okay, I'm getting all excited, <laughs> getting all my sniffles out. Okay, so first, this is kind of the one that's been on my mind the most, just based on how much content I have and how many online courses I've made over the years, is to create mini courses. And let me start with a story. My daughter, Mila, you know, she's, she's a very, she's got a lot of opinions and she actually said, wow, so someone would buy this for X thousands of dollars. Wow. I, I don't know if that's really going to work for Gen Z because we'll just go look it up on YouTube or we'll just go buy really a much cheaper version. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So I was like, okay, listen to the, listen to the generation, okay, that you're living with and see how you can apply that. I think in this case, you know, it really, that comment really depends on who your ideal customer is. If your ideal customer is someone who's Gen Z and looking to learn X, Y, or Z, then yes, that information is for you. But I was thinking, I'm like, okay, well, I could create some mini courses. I could break down existing courses into smaller, maybe more focused mini courses. Maybe instead of six modules, it's six mini courses. This allows you to offer more targeted content and 
actually reach a broader audience with kind of specific interests. Like I have to learn how to do this. I need to write my emails. I need to figure out who my audience is. I need to plan my launch. Those are just kind of me looking at the topics in Fearless Launching. Now, it also allows you to create a new pathway to your current or maybe more complete offering or membership. Let's say you have like a signature course. It gives people a taste of what you do. Some people sell exclusively mini courses, but you don't have to. You just want to be really clear on why you're doing it. If you plan to still sell the bigger course that these mini courses belong to, maybe only choose one or two that get sold separately. All right, number two, you want to turn written content into ebooks. Okay, so if your course contains written materials, say workbooks, say cheat sheets, say ebooks or PDF guides, why not sell them? Or you could give them away, I suppose, as lead magnets to build your email list. But let's just say you could take the transcript of your videos, that's written content that maybe your, that your current customers have access to, turn it into a written workbook, add prompts, add, add in some of your cheat sheets, and bada bing, bada bang, you've got a, an ebook that you can sell. The other idea I had for this is just because people do like purchasing physical products, do the same thing, sell it as an on-demand book at Amazon or wherever you would want to sell it. And you could even make a planner. That's something I have definitely struggled and thought about with many years in a row. Um, we'll see if this year is that year. Number three, convert videos into YouTube series. Now, Many of you know that YouTube does have a paid aspect to, you know, they have like a, you can subscribe and then maybe get some unique content that isn't available for free. So what you could do in this case is do one video that then leads to a series and the series part of the video, let's say it's three or four more videos, maybe people pay for those. You could actually do that on Substack as well, where perhaps every single week they're getting, people can freely sign up for your newsletter. But then if they pay a monthly, one of the other tiers that are available, then you can offer them something like this. I think you want to be really careful and choose parts of your course that feel not like they're excessive or invaluable, but you want them to be valuable, but not really eat into your entire paid offering. Unless, of course, it's something that you planned on sunsetting anyways, which is something we talked about last week. So really, you want to think about this before you do this kind of method where you turn videos into free videos, paid video into free video. I would say, is there a way to still leverage the paid aspect of it? Okay, number four, you can transform audio into podcasts. Now, here's my take on this as well, and that is that you can extract audio from your course videos every day, all day, and even your presentations that you might do um, if you do webinars or anything like that, you can def definitely turn those into podcast episodes. But... I think you should make them private podcasts that people have to sign up for in order to get access to, um, or as an add-on for people who already have your course or have your program, or maybe they're a bonus. So again, I 
this is something that you want to think about. Is this course currently being offered? If not, go for it. Turn them into a podcast. But if not, do you really want to just, like if it's your only course, I would say don't do this. Private podcasts, yes, but not a public podcast. So you're basically just saying, here, take my course. Not to say that everyone will take advantage of that. So you may or may not kind of bite into your sales, but I would say really be careful on this one. Another way that you can kind of turn online course kind of content into something that you can actually sell is you can use your course content as basically the foundation. So you're not actually using your straight up content, but you're kind of repurposing what's there for live webinars or maybe multiple day workshops. And those can be for sale. So it's kind of like a smaller version, a very curated version of what you would already what they would get in the bigger program, but it's in a shorter period of time. And that really allows you if you do one of these workshops or live webinars, it allows you to kind of teach the content really quick and dirty, engage with your audience real time, answer questions, offer additional insights, and perhaps give them a super amazing deal and to, to join your actual full program. Next up, build a membership site. This is something that I love because I think that too many people just kind of like trash their products and unless, and don't do anything with them ever again, but unless it's literally out of date, doesn't actually apply to anyone anymore, you can create a membership site and put that content into your membership site so that you can, instead of, instead of running a course, maybe you have a recurring income stream like you know, basically it's a membership site with monthly subscriptions from people. One that you can continuously update, expand content, and provide that value to your subscribers. So it's a different way to package up the material and maybe they pay slightly less for it. Oh, you know, maybe over the long term they they pay the same, but they can still be in the pro, be in the membership monthly. Number 7, Offer one-on-one coaching or consulting. So here's something that is great. I love doing this is you have your course, you have your frameworks, you have the experience that you are already going to, hopefully you have some sort of organized way that you bring all clients, all coaching clients, all consulting clients through. It's your process. Whether they know it or not, they're going through your course. So why not give them access to special lessons, specific lessons throughout as you're going through that and working with them on those things? You decide on this, but like, I feel like it's such a great add-on for people who are already paying like the premium to work with you privately. Number eight, create a course bundle. So this is a great thing that I think that too many people just forget to do. Um, I love, there's someone who I love that that they do this all the time, where they have three main offerings and... (laughs) And then they like they might be launching one of them, but on the sales page is always all three like here, get these two, get these two, three or get these two. Um, So I just love that they they actually give you alternate bundles. Um, 
So combine multiple related courses into a bundle and offer it as a slightly discounted price, you know, based on like what the overall real value of the, the programs are together. And this really encourages customers to purchase more courses than one and can increase your revenue. I feel like that's such a great way to also just provide that additional value to the people who are wanting to work with you. Oh my gosh, this next one, translate content. Translate your courses into different languages to tap into new markets and reach a global audience. So over the years, I've had people approach me to do this, but never went for it. Though I think this could be a great untapped way to gain new followers globally. I think it's a, a great idea, especially in areas that are underserved, maybe aren't, aren't. if you look at the map where people are that are accessing your website, that'll give you a hint where people are accessing you from. And it should be no surprise that if you're in the U.S., most of those places are English speaking. So how could you target another area and have those people then be able to be served? Number 10, collaborate with others. Partner with other experts in your field to basically co-create courses. I've seen this ton, tons of times um, with good friends who are in have their own business and their artists. And I've seen tons of people and myself co-hosted webinars and live events with other people. And you really get to leverage each other's knowledge and audience. Getting in front of other people's audiences is such a great way to market your programs, especially if you're not ready or don't have the budget to run ads. Partnering with people is also just a great way to get your offer in front of new people and start really getting and kind of like jump the trust fence where they already trust that person. And now because you're friends with that person, you kind of like it's like a shortcut to really getting to know another person's audience. Um, one of my favorite collaborations in terms of courses is Copy Care with Marie Forleo and Laura Belgray. Number 11, repackage for different platforms. Repackage content into formats suitable for different paid platforms like LinkedIn Learning, Udemy or Skillshare, or there's many other ones to, so you can reach a broader audience. Have you looked into putting your courses on different platforms like these? I know that there, there are lots of um, guidelines to doing so. So I would definitely look at them first, make sure you understand, can you sell the content there and other places? That would be my main thing to, to kind of look up for you. But what, why not? If you've got a mini course that you want to try to get get sold, okay, what if you were to put it on Skillshare or Udemy or LinkedIn Learning or all three to see if there is a potential interest in a broader audience? I, I honestly liken this to people and crafters and makers who have things on Etsy and then eventually they have their own sites, right? Because you want your own site, you want your home base. And then that's where they sell their things on their own site. So they take a little bit of the not great aspects of Etsy or a platform that takes part of your sales or a bigger percentage of your sales in order to then get people interested in what they do and then over to their home base. Okay. 
Number 12, create a physical product. So I mentioned above about the ebook, and you know, you can definitely think of products that either complement or are pulled from your online courses and turned into an an actual physical book, like a planner or a book or a workbook. Um, but you know what? Honestly, my favorite content to paid book has got to be podcast to paid book. And this was a spiral bound book that I bought from Brooke Castillo. And I don't think you can buy it anymore, but it is a good one. And it's essentially like curated and, and set up in a way so that it, it's valuable on its own. It's valuable on its own. And that's the main thing for creating a physical product. You don't want it to have to rely on there being a digital aspect to it. Okay, but you can, but you can have one. And it, of course, can be the beginning of a funnel for you. A nice little funnel for you. Okay, just a couple more here to go. So number 13, update and refresh. So instead of just repurposing... I mean, you could definitely sunset a course, update and refresh it, rename it, and then get it up back up into the world. But you do want to periodically update your old courses to keep them relevant. You can add new content, replace outdated information, improve just other areas of quality in the course, and update core content and your bonuses, not just your, your main content. You might want to get rid of things. Um, so remember, updating isn't just making it better. It's removing things to make the main, main course actually more valuable. Okay, number 14. So quizzes and assessments. All right, so quizzes and assessments are great ways Great things to put in courses, the great ways to market courses and launch, use as kind of part of the launch process. But these, like I said, these can be used also, actually I didn't say this yet, but these can be used also as a standalone learning resource um, in addition to being part of the larger course. So you might want to take, say, mini topics from each of your main modules in your program or your main areas or your framework and use them in a quiz or an assess to kind of give people a where are you in the process what do you need to work on in the process this helps people this gives people that prescription for themselves like okay I got to work on this 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 and this and that's all they need to know and then they feel like they I mean I know I love taking these quizzes because it does give you enough to go on and you can include a video with the, the quiz results or the assessment results. And of course, you want to make sure that you give them the action steps that might include, and if you need more, join the program. <laughs> but these quizzes and assessments can live on their own. And perhaps you market something else or link to something else that you've created that's a mini product. It doesn't have to be to the main program because it really depends on what you're repurposing. If it's a sunsetted course, well, you're not going to be obviously selling that in the results part of these quizzes. So just think through what are you offering? What could, what next step could you give them after these quiz assessment results? And finally, Build a community. 
Okay. So just like a membership, you know, you can create a private online community or forum where course participants can continue to interact, share insights and seek help from their peers. And this is where that course material can live and stay. And there can be that community. And where that's what you talk about in there. That is what you talk about. That's the best way is let other people decide how they want to repurpose and use and continue to use the content you've created. All right. So that's it. I want to remind you to, once you've figured out like one or two of these ideas, maybe even just one of them that you want to try to create, once you've created it, come back over to AnnSamoyLove.com because you got to remember to promote your repurposed content through various, you know, channels, marketing channels, whatever you use to ensure it reaches your audience effectively. Okay. Repurposing can really just be an amazing way to breathe new life into your old courses or revive a completely dead course and extend its value over time. Sometimes it's the format. Sometimes it just needs to be refreshed. Sometimes it just needs to be part of something completely different. And I hope today some of these ideas have resonated with you and you're thinking about doing one of them. All right. All right. Okay. Have a great rest of your week and I will for sure see you on Monday.